wish to die, please raise their hands. of Jennifer's body. Hi, guys. Wow, that was... Is Courtney here? She's here. Courtney Love. Kurt Cobain, where you at? JK, I killed you, bitch. Ooh, Ooh, too controversial. And we too controversial right now. Wow. He went there, ladies. Like, we're all not thinking it. We all know. Watch Bleached. You'll be convinced. The HBO um, documentary? Is it HBO? I don't know. I whoever it, I whoever think put it, it out, it's spicy. Anyway. Anyways. Welcome back to Nightmares and Chill, everybody. Yes. I am one of your hosts, Eddie Olivares. And I am the least popular host of this, Jennifer Proles. I don't know if that's true. Mm. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's fine. Okay. I'll, uh, well, I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> and welcome back to a podcast <laughs> where we take one iconic horror movie. And one true crime story. And we bring, bring them, them together. together. It's like we always come together, you know? Ooh. Wink, wink. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? If that intro didn't give it away. Today. Oh, wait. I'll say what we're discussing today. Please do. We are discussing... <laughs> Guys, okay, also let it be known no! that yes, this is another I don't want to say drunk episode, but we are a little tipsy. We took a couple shots. We got a couple friends in the room today. So love that. Was that not funny? I thought it was funny. I you know, I think this one would have been a little more. Oh bitch. That's how yeah. It's okay. Okay, so today's episode is all about jennifer's body oh listen no jennifer's body nobody wants to look at that see that everybody this is going to be our highest rated episode should we just call it jennifer pearls's body (laughs) sure we can cute as hell then when i apply for jobs type my name yeah it'll pop up love that great so let's get into it what is your breast size um 36 seat shit wait dead ass Mm -hmm. Oh, she a big girl. I don't know about all that, but. And do you, are you shaven? <laughs> Eddie. Oh, that took it too far? Yeah, dude. Why? I don't know. Is that taboo to talk about? I, I trim mean, with scissors. We were, yeah, I don't know. I just. Okay. But you don't have to talk about it. Oh, she gave me her answer, y'all. <laughs> Tune in to the YouTube video recording of this episode to find out what she said. Oh, my JK, God. JK, we don't have that. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <clears throat> but soon, go. Any other questions about my body? Um, When did you... <laughs> I know what she... When did I get boobs? I was going to say, when did you start your period? Did we Have we talked about that? I think we talked I about that in the did. Carrie episode. First day of sixth grade. Oh, she was a youngin. Yeah. Victoria, too. Oh, no. No, seventh. Seventh grade. Cat? Never. Just kidding. Okay, cat. Yeah, hasn't first day of sixth yet. grade. Already had these two. Love that. These came like fifth grade. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so no, we are talking about the 2009 um, cult classic, Jennifer's Body. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's considered a cult classic, but I guess it is kind it of. It like, will be. Yeah, underground. It just celebrated its 10 year anniversary last year. Cute. And this movie, when it first came out, was trashed with reviews actually let me read some reviews because they are a little nasty they're a little nasty they're a little rude some of them were clever for its own sake a showy piece of writing that doesn't have that all-important blast of sincerity that was by the av club Mm. um la times said that it was self-conscious splatter over a sorely lackluster scare flick um and while director karen kasuma was able to generate an old-fashioned same sexploitive zing unfortunately she can't muster up modicum of suspense elsewhere so they were pretty they were pretty rough Mm. they were pretty brutal this movie was kind of like the downfall of diablo cody who wrote the movie who was the writer of juno juno i think one of i think personally one of the best 
like early 2000 movies. Oh, absolutely. It is fucking so movie. fucking good. Hell yeah, dude. It was one of my favorite movies. Same. But yeah, so she couldn't get a lot of work after this for a while. This script was blacklisted. Nobody wanted to pick it up. Wow. Megan Fox got a lot of hate for this. Megan but also, Fox. Megan fucking Fox. Let me tell you about this bitch. Megan Fox, not only one of the most beautiful women on the fucking planet. Okay, calm down. No, she is. And she deserves this praise because for years we fucking threw her through the ringer. Yeah, absolutely. And she is so talented. And this is a very controversial piece, but this is for all my New Girl fans. My favorite season of New Girl is the one where fucking Zoe Deschanel fucking left and Megan Fox replaced her. I never seen that show. Yep, it was one thing. season. Wow. And I think it is so good. It allowed the characters to explore new like arcs and like storylines that like weren't all revolved around Jesse. And anyway, not to go on about New Girl, but if you haven't seen that season yet, go ahead and watch it because it is. Remember Megan Fox was on a show called Hope and Faith? Yep. When she was like super, super young. fucking young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Hollywood fucking destroyed her. Yep. They sure did. Um, They fucking, for some reason, just hated her. But it was really popular to hate hot women yeah. back in the day, even though they were like our movie stars. But like yep. people just because she like owned her sexuality, which in reality was due to the men in Hollywood making her like sexy. And like, I mean, if you think back to like the Transformers movie, like the most iconic scene is like her fucking washing the car and like a bathing suit while she was fucking underage. But we won't go there. But anyway, Jennifer's body. What are you covering today? Tonight I am covering the sad and tragic murder of Elise Palmer, who people say this murder is slash is not the inspiration behind Jennifer's body. No correlation to Laura Palmer from Twin Peaks? No. That was for Eric. Sorry, that was for you. But I think it's safe to say that the film bothered elements from this true crime, which is okay. But I think people from that film have said, no, it's not. Yeah, I know Diablo Cody is. Um, put on record that like the movie's really not based upon that mm-hmm. but she I mean, did pick yeah. and choose a lot of um, like she did say the movie is heavily um, inspired by the Lost Boys oh shit mm-hmm. which if you watch it now there is like a lot of like uh, similar elements wow okay I mean yeah this true crime there's if if you once you hear the story definitely there's some things very similar mm-hmm. but who who honestly who knows you know right but yeah so Elise Palmer will be covered Elise later. Palmer R.I.P. yeah yeah love that i mean not love that but like love we that. get it okay well anything else you want to talk about no i want to hear about this damn movie let's do it jennifer's body not mine not jennifer pearls's body or the whole song or the whole song courtney love girl mm. victoria and i saw courtney love live remember that well not like in concert we saw her at the hedwig and the angry inch premiere remember and i told her i love you girl and she didn't say anything back Huh. Okay. Just typical Courtney. Typical Courtney. Yeah. We love her. Okay. So let's get into this. Jennifer's Body is a 2009 American supernatural horror black comedy film written by Diablo Cody, who, you know, Juno, um, young adult starring Charlize Theron, and Tully, also starring Charlize Theron, who is also a very gorgeous woman. And then uh, Karen Kasuma. Kusama, don't drag me, Mm. Um, who actually like did a lot of like independent films, but uh, this one probably being one of her most popular. Mm -hmm. The film stars Megan Fox. Okay, yes, give it up for women directors and women writers. Hell yeah. And women starring in films. This movie is hella feminist. We're going to talk about feminism, y'all. So wear your chonies. Um, because we're going to talk about a lot of things. might be a little controversial, but, you know, that's something you're used to on this podcast. Truly. Okay, so Megan Fox, Transformers fame. Hope and Faith fame. Hope and Faith fame. One of my favorite movies that I can't remember the name of right Mm, now. It was really good. Where they, like, stalk the... Oh, it's kind of like this, actually. They stalk, like, the... It's a Disney movie. What's it called? Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. That girl was a drama queen. Oh, did you hear that? I love that breathe control. (laughs) She's going to keep bringing that up. Uh, Johnny Simmons from one of my favorite movies, 
ever. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh. The little cutie pie and Adam Brody. Oh, that's right. Seth Cohen's in this movie. Yes, he fucking is. OC oh. bitches. Oh, she's a fan. Mm, that was my show. I was shook. Started. I haven't seen this movie in literally over 10 years. Uh-huh. And so I was watching it for the first time. Fucking when he showed up, I said, oh. With the eyeliner. That is Adam. Yes. And he's in. I mean, he plays a really douchey character. Yeah. But he's a little cutie pie. He is. And you know who else is in this movie for like, I think a minute? The least popular Chris of the Marvel Universe. Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Oh, thank God you said that. If he had said anything else, I would have fucking. No, I know. I know. I know what the kids like and don't like. Yeah. He's getting a lot of hate right now. Mm-hmm, he sure is. Good. Okay. Um, Wait, he's in this movie? Yeah. He plays oh, um, a, a cop in training. Mm. Mm. Good night. Mm. And yeah. And Amanda Seyfried from, of course. Mean Girls and Mama Mia. There we go. Mama Mia. This is the only reason why me and my sister saw this movie in theaters was because we were so obsessed with Mamma Mia, which had came out the year before. And we were like, oh, it's the girl from Mean Girls and Mamma Mia. Let's go see this movie. Oh, Mamma Mia. There we go. We love ABBA. We do. Favorite ABBA song? Go. Mamma Mia. (laughs) Mine is Waterloo. I know. Me too. (laughs) I was just kidding. Okay. Okay. So let's open up. Jennifer's open up, body. Let's open up Jennifer's body. What the fuck is inside? It's so gross. A lot of hot Cheetos. Hot Cheetos and darkness. Oh. And sadness. Our emo band. Yep. And a lot of like um crying at night. Okay. Yeah. It comes out of your body though. So I don't know if that's inside. Yeah. Anywho. All right. <clears throat> so the movie opens up with um our main girl, Miss Jennifer. It's going to be so weird talking about this movie. Mm. She's in her bedroom. She's looking sexy as hell. She's got knee-high socks. She's in her little underwear, little crop top. How was this morning? How cute. Okay. And then this is my character, Anita, lurking outside, watching this bitch being like, damn. So we learned that Amanda Seyfried's character is named Anita, and she is in a mental hospital. That's how the movie um opens up it's all narrative and uh she's a wild card let me tell you she's very violent she um kicks the shit out of one of the like doctors or like nurses in the mental hospital mm-hmm. when she's like you need to like eat something more than just like some toastums and like amanda's like shut the fuck up bitch and she's like that's right i think almost verbatim and she like kicks this doctor like on the other side of the room and it's like oh damn she's strong Mm. Um, probably from all the months of training from Mamma Mia of dancing. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, so she's narrating. She's like, I bet you're wondering how the fuck I came to be here. Why am I in this mental hospital? So we go back in time. A little Ooh. flashback. We love a good time warp. Too high. Okay. Like Rocky that? Horror. So we are in. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a reference to Rocky Horror Picture Show in this movie. I'll talk huh. about it later. I wrote it down. Cute. Um, actually. It, we'll get there so he got real excited okay so let me start off this movie is a time capsule of the early 2000s they are this movie is racist this movie is problematic they're saying the hard r word oh which a lot of my favorite movies back in the day did like they just don't give a fuck um there is a line where jennifer is literally talking to anita um or needy as they call her in the movie oh about her man she's like bitch you need like a mani petty super high you need some chinese bitch to like uh to buff it into you or whatever like that like it's really hard and they just keep going like everything like it is it is very 2009 Hmm. love that we have obviously you know grown from that we are not racist anymore we are not any of that so okay so jennifer is a popular cheerleader and anita is the nerd accurate like our friendship who's who we won't say (laughs) also i do not buy that amanda seyfried's like this fucking nerdy ass bitch she's like one of the most beautiful women on the planet she got big old eyes she really though yeah there you go so the first five minutes they bring up myspace i was like oh my god god don't get me what was your myspace song it always changed um I know I had like some Gwen Stefani shit on there, some mm-hmm. Atreyu on mm-hmm. there, Avril Lavigne on okay. there. I don't know. It was always it was always changing. Yeah, mine was either like High School Musical or Glee. 
No. Oh, that was this after. was a little before. Oh, I'm I think. Sorry. And then for a while, I thought I would be cool if I like changed my layout to like Barney, and oh. like I thought like oh like that's cool that's like quirky and oh. funny. She was stupid. Anyway, so Jennifer invites Needy slash Anita mm-hmm. to an indie rock show because she wants to like get it in with the lead singer played by Adam Brody. Seth Cohen. Seth Cohen. And like this band, I actually, did I take a screenshot of what the band's name is? Okay, Low Shoulder. And um, Adam Brody. Yeah. And okay, but low key, their song that they have in the movie fucking slaps. And Does like it? I downloaded it and it was good. Oh. Um, and... Mm-hmm. The lead singer's name in the movie is like Nikolai or something like that. I don't know. Very pretentious, but okay. so hot. Oh, and they also refer to each other as Biffs. BFFs. <sighs> I love that. I'm going to call you my Biff. My bitch Biff. Oh, I also say Jennifer also says the R word. Oh, well. Okay. So they go to the bar where the band is playing. It's like this like low like dive bar. Like think Gem City. Yucky yuck. Yuck. So they go there and they're gonna like watch the band perform. Oh, also Amanda Seyfried's character has a boyfriend, Chip, who's his name's Chip. And mm. they're always making jokes. He's always like, Why are you always hanging out with Jennifer? Like blah 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 blah. Us. Okay. Like your parents always ask, like, or your mom thought you were having an affair. Yeah, she's like, She is a taken woman. She thought like, I was married and thought Eddie and I were like fucking around. Love that. Well, I mean, <laughs> LOL, bitch. Was she wrong? I'm not um, married. Okay. Never will be. All right. Well, this is, we're not going to go into that. So, oh, yeah. So they bump into a mutual friend. He's like a cadet in training, and it's fucking Chris Pratt. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. And then that's like really the only like thing that he plays in this movie. It's so weird. Like, why even introduce that character? But Jennifer goes to talk to the lead singer, and uh, she goes to get him, like, a drink from the bar. When she leaves, he, like, set, whispers to, like, one of the band members and is like, that's the girl. Like, that's the one that we need. And he wants to, like, get it in with her because she's a virgin, and he knows her type. And Anita overhears and tells him to fuck off. And she's like, and you know what? You're right. She is a virgin. And I'm just like, bitch, don't be fucking saying that information. Mm. They stay to hear the band playing and Jennifer goes to hold Anita's hand. And again, there's a lot of like gay references. Like is Amanda Seyfried's character in love with Megan Fox's character? And it, you know, there is definitely something there, which didn't get to be explored too much because it was the early 2000s. And not only was gay controversial, but lesbianism was only thought of as like a fetish. And while Diablo Cody wanted to, like, take it further, the studio was like, no way, which is really annoying. So the band ends up playing and the song fucking slaps. And then all of a sudden fire catches and not sure how it started or why it started. But it ends up burning down the whole bar and, like, chaos ensues. People are, like, running out. And so um, Anita and Jennifer run to the bathroom and escape through the window. And they go there and like the band's there and they're like, oh, you guys, you girls, you girls, okay. Like, they're like, yeah, we're fine. And Anita's like, leave us the fuck alone. But like Megan Fox like wants to get it in. Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, we're fine. Like, blah, 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 blah. So um, Adam Brody convinces Jennifer to go inside his van. He's like, just come, come drive with us. And it's like a pervy van. Mm. And was it white? Yep, yep, white, no windows, yep. all of that. So uh, they leave with her, and Anita just watches. And she's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I'm going to let my girl get some D, I guess. Us. A true friend. Mm-hmm. Well, so <laughs> she Anita returns home by herself, and she calls her boyfriend Chip and tells him about the night's events. And she's, like, super shaken about losing Jennifer. And then she hears her doorbell ring, and she goes to, like, answer, and nobody is there. And like the scene is like dark and she's like looking around the house and she goes inside the kitchen and that's Jennifer like pops up and it's like the first jump scare of the movie. Oh, maybe the second and like scares her and Jennifer is covered in blood and she's like in a state of shock. Like she's just like does not seem like she's her Mm -hmm. and she ends up throwing up like this like bloody black like substance. It's like really fucking gross. And then she leaves the house. She like she's like I threw up. Like go do my thing, girl. So um, the next day at school, Anita is like in complete shock. Can you imagine if I just showed up at your house covered in blood? Um, no. And I just threw up all over your floor and then like bounced. No. Like, why don't you like call the cops? I think I would call your mom. 
or your sister is like, even scarier. Be like, she, Eddie's throwing up blood, and I don't know if I would call your mom. I'd be like, I'd, and he just left. I'd call Caitlin and be like, bitch, yeah. what did you do to Jennifer? True. So the next day at school, Anita is like in shock, and Jennifer is back to normal. Hmm. Like, she does not, she's all cleaned up as if nothing had happened the night before. So then the teacher comes out. It's fucking J.K. Simmons. I'm. What? Did you say you don't know who J.K. Simmons is? No. Wait, who is that? Have you ever heard of a little movie called Whiplash? Yeah, I've never seen it. Okay. Have you ever heard of the original Spider-Man movies? With um. Tobey Maguire. Yeah, I saw one of them. Okay. You know what? Yeah, don't worry about it. He's just a little small indie actor. It's fine. It's not like an Oscar-winning actor or anything. Wait, who is he? He is like a very. If I show you him, you're gonna be like, I know who I'm J.K. Look Simmons him up. is. I'm okay. pissed. Okay. J.K. Simmons. Oh yeah, Juno, the dad in Juno. The dad in Juno. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Fuck yeah, I know this Oz, guy. Oz, the TV show Oz. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's very popular. Yeah, he's a popular Born one. Born yeah. in 1955. I know who this. Mm-mm. Law and Order. Yep. I guess that's about it. No. He's 65. La La Land. Kung Fu Panda 3. Okay. 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 I we're good friends. Okay. I know him. She was just JK. Hi, JK. Simmons about Simmons. it. Simmons. Hello. So he's the fucking teacher. I was like, damn, this movie had the budget. They have all these hard, like high fucking hitters. Woo! Hard hitters. Yep. High hitters. Whatever. So yeah, he's like a teacher. Um, and he's he's also got a like a fake hand. I don't know. Aww. Don't really talk about it, why okay. he lost his hand, but you know, cute. In a masturbating accident. <sighs> okay. So he reports that eight students perished in the fire and that some parents died too, and like the whole school is like in a state of mourning. Yikes. Because, you know. And so Anita ends up telling chip her boyfriend about what happened you know he's like she's like jennifer came to my house he was super like fucked up and he was just like is this real or like are you just like in shock from the fire like maybe Mm -hmm. you need to talk to a psychiatrist which i think is a pretty valid thing to say to somebody who you know because that's a weird thing to talk about so then we jump to jennifer who's in her little cheerleading outfit and she goes to a high school jock uh named jonas Jonas Brothers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no relation. Um, who's mourning losing one of his best friends in the fire last night, and she's like, "Oh, like I'm so sorry that we lost Clayton. I think is the same. I don't remember Garrett. One of them. Whatever. She's like, but like he would want us to like do stuff, and he's just like, he's a stupid typical man. He's like, yeah, you you're right. Yeah, sounds I'm, about right. I'm in mourning." So they go into the woods and she starts doing little freaky stuff with her hands like down there and she gets naked and like all these animals come to like watch them. Oh, cute. Mm -hmm. It's like very Snow White. I was just going to say that. Love that. If Snow White was a little freaky. Well, she probably was. Seven men. True. Which dwarf would you fuck if you had to? Ugh. Um, I don't even know all of them. Mm. Bashful, Doc, Happy, probably grumpy. Doc. He has his shit together. He does. He's smart. He's smart. He got those I kind of like grumpy. He'd probably be a little like rough in the bedroom, and he would like pretend like he didn't like you, which is, <laughs> you know, I'm used to that. <laughs> yeah. Same. Okay. It's like when um people like invite you over and then they just don't answer the and they phone ghost you. Yeah. yeah we wouldn't know anything about that yeah okay well so anyway they have their little snow white moment in the woods she undresses and then she like attacks him she her like jaw like becomes unhinged and she like Ugh. goes and she like eats the shit out of this jock love that so the teacher ends up hearing the student screaming and it's like this funny bit he's like oh these kids are in so much mourning <laughs> Like, oh my god! But he goes to like check on what's going on, like a responsible adult, and then he finds Jonas's dead, eaten body in the woods. Yikes. Oh, poor teacher. So Chip tells Anita to meet him in the park because I don't know why, like why he couldn't go over to her house. It's all of this information, but you know we need a new scene, yeah, a new change of scenery. And he tells her that Jonas was murdered because Jonas is his neighbor, and he's oh. like, like this isn't out to the public yet. And the only reason we know is because my dad asked the cops shit and so like anita's like okay putting it together and so the once hot jennifer 
like is like declining in like mood and appearance. She does not look it, but they try to like make Megan Fox look like she just looks really tired. She just looks tired, yeah. but ten out of ten still would take on a date <laughs> and talk about her career. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anita asks, "Oh, I love this line." Anita asks if she's PMSing or something, and Jennifer responds with, "PMS isn't real. It was made up by the boy craze media to make women seem crazy." Love that. Low key, kind of true. Like, where did PMS come from? Do we know? Um, I'm not gonna get into this <laughs> argument. JK, we know it's real. But anyway, that's kind of funny. Oh, I even put love that. <laughs> <laughs> so then another boy named Colin asked Jennifer out on a date and he invites her to see the Rocky uh, to go see Rocky Horror because oh, they're playing cute. it in a theater. And she says that she doesn't like boxing movies. And I was like, that is Jennifer Poles to a T. I was fucking dying. And he's like, what? Rocky Horror is not a fucking boxing movie. I was like, "Mm -mm, me. Oh, my God. Um, So so then she tells him that, you know what? He can come over to watch Aquamarine. (laughs) I was shook. Bitch, that's me. (laughs) I was dying. I was like, okay. Also, love Aquamarine. Absolutely, Sarah Paxton. Sarah Paxton. Girl, where'd you go? Bitch, she fucking replaced original Marnie in the Halloween Town movies. Controversial. I don't never saying that. Okay. She calls herself a Halloween fan. Mm -hmm. Okay. So later that night, Anita and Chip decide to lose their virginities. Oh, spicy. You know, it's the early 2000s. Every teen movie has to have like a losing virginity scene. Absolutely. So Colin goes to meet Jennifer for their date, but he ends up at like a creepy abandoned building, which is clearly not her house. And he goes into the room and it's like filled with candles, like almost like a seance is about to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I Want to Love You by Akon is playing. Oh, so it's like, yes, bitch. Oh, Lord. And then Jennifer attacks Colin oh. and she eats him. And it's so sad because I love Colin. I think his character in the movie, he like has a couple lines before, like, and he's just such a cute character. And, mm-hmm. you know, but fuck all the men. She's going to eat them all. So we love that. So Anita ends up having sex with Chip for the first time. So she, while she's having sex, she sees like a bunch of like, creepy imagery including blood seeping from the roof and like jennifer like all crazy and demonic with all her prey she freaks out and she ends up leaving chip mid-sex oh shit (laughs) and while she's driving away she runs into jennifer on like the street and she's all like crazed and like so anita runs home to cry and get some sleep When she finds Jennifer in her bed. Hell yeah. So in this scene, I noticed um, that in Anita's room, she has like an Evil Dead poster. So she's like a little oh. horror fan. And then Megan Fox's... Jennifer. Hello. Jennifer. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> she's wearing an Evil Dead shirt. A. And um, she even like makes a comment. She's like, why are you in my Evil Dead shirt? And I'm like, okay, what is Evil Dead? And then, you know, kind of makes sense because that's kind of what happens in Evil Dead. Once the book opens, the they get possessed and like all of that yeah that's kind of like a cute reference cute and jennifer ends up seducing anita and the two begin to make out it's not the early 2000s if there isn't some girl on girl hell yeah hell yeah and it's it's a little spicy Mm -hmm. i was like oh damn and diablo cody even said like writing the scene that it wasn't like for like shock value or for like to get people to watch the movie it was just genuinely because she felt like that connection and she said she made a comment where she was like you know a lot of female relationships like girl relationships like they usually take it to like another level like a lot of girls do experiment with other girlfriends and not that we would know anything about this or any of that right Jen? yep never heard of her (laughs) so then uh anita's like what the fuck is going on like we need to stop she's like girl calm down like blah 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 and then she ends up explaining what happened in the uh, the night of the fire and we have a flashback of jennifer getting kidnapped again by the band and turns out the band is like some sort of like cult or like evil group and they need to sacrifice a virgin to satan so that they their band can blow up and get rich and famous mm-hmm. and so he is like ends up like it's a really a pretty ugly scene and diablo cody wrote this scene specifically to like comment on like rape culture and um you know it's actually like i think it's one of like Megan Fox's like best work. Like it is oh, so shit. sad to watch. Like even watching it, like the whole movie is pretty like comedic and timing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But this scene was, A I found rough. it hard to watch. Like yeah. I was like, ooh, you know. And she's not like raped in it, but she is like, yeah. you know, 
the line the storyline or like the um message of like women getting taken advantage of by men to advance their careers which happens a lot especially in hollywood and then to think about uh megan fox did an interview with diablo cody last year about this movie Mm -hmm. and she like referenced how she felt like this in hollywood you know being a young girl at eight like at such a young age like underage and being like this sex token for men and constantly being like belittled and like almost basically like disrespected for being like the hot girl in Hollywood when like this is what they cast her as like she had no choice but Mm -hmm. to be this person and you know we can go in and talk about that in general but you know it's too much to talk about in just like an episode in a lighthearted episode like this but it was really hard to watch and so trigger warning to anybody who like you know it is it's hard but it's also kind of funny too because it's Adam Brody and so like yeah. he ends up like fucking like they end up singing um oh, I wish I wrote down what song they sang but it's like such a creepy scene and then they go and they stab her but little to their knowledge Jennifer is not a virgin so the sacrifice doesn't end up working mm. and I guess when this happens like if you're sacrificing a virgin to the devil to all my peeps who want to do this in the future make sure you have a real virgin because if not they just end up getting possessed Mm -hmm. and now they're like half demon half human which is what jennifer is now we love that yeah i would love to be half demon same i feel like i am half demon half human good night (laughs) no i think you should have never gave us this so uh, Anita goes to Chip and ends up like, oh, so there's like a school dance that's going to happen, right? And mm-hmm. Low Shoulder's there to perform. It's going to be like Low a whole thing. Low Shoulder, shoulders. my favorite band. And so Anita breaks up with Chip. Like, she's like, look, like for your own safety, like we cannot go to this dance. It is not like safe for you. Like Jennifer is going to be out there and she is like praying on men right now. And, like, I just can't have that on my conscience. So mm-hmm. I need to break up with you right now because we can't go to the dance together. And he's kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I already bought the tickets. Like, What a good fucking girlfriend. Yeah, we love that. We stand. Just saying. Okay. So Anita ends up still going to the dance because she wants to keep an eye on Jennifer so that, mm-hmm. like, there's not more murders. And that night, Chip ends up still leaving. Like, he dresses and he goes to the dance. So mm-hmm. he ends up walking to the dance. And guess who fucking finds him? Jennifer. Jennifer and she and this is like okay so she ends up like seducing him uh-huh. and he is quick like to be like okay bitch well yeah let's fuck around so like all men are trash in this movie I'm like I was so pissed I was like damn we were all rooting for you chip yeah and you just gonna fuck her best friend like that and then like so like she ends up kissing him like and he's like yeah i'm down whatever and then later on like she tries to do it again he's like i don't know if i can do this i'm like what do you mean you you already did it yeah i can't the disappointment we have never yelled at a girl we like have this. never yelled at a boy like this <sighs> so um she goes and oh i said he deserves to be eaten <laughs> <laughs> So then Jennifer takes Chip to an abandoned swimming pool. She has all of the like hot spots of like abandonment. Truly. Love that for her. And so like Jen. Oh, so then um, Anita's at the dance and like, I guess like her and Jen like have like a kinship of some kind because she mm-hmm. like feels it like on her lips. Like she feels the kiss. She's like, Chip. And I'm like, bitch, she's a superhero now. Ooh. She said us. Raven. Who? So Raven. She, oh, that's so Raven. I know. I know. I know. Oh my God. Raven Simone. Yes, we stand. Because we are sisters. We stand together. What's that, Cheetah Girls? Oh, my God. What's that, Cheetah Sorry. Girls? Is that Cheetah Girls? Yes, it's Cheetah Girls. With Adrian. Who? Adrian mm-hmm. Kardashian. Adrian Kardashian. Oh, well, too she soon. dated Rob. She did. Maybe too soon. That was like 10 years ago. <laughs> she has moved the fuck on. She has. She's on the fucking... Um, the talk or the real the real, the real. <laughs> she on the top the real with tia tamara tia tamara <laughs> tamara's tia on there tamara. we okay. love doja cat we do we'll talk about that later too i guess so what? doja cat yeah why not we'll talk about her little spooky performance okay so anita ends up running and somehow and she hears chip screaming mm. and she goes to the abandoned swimming pool and she sees that jennifer has attacked chip um because Oh, because at one point, Jennifer, when she's like trying to get him to like kiss her again, he's like, I don't want to do this. And she's like, why not? And he goes, because, of you know, of Anita. And she like gets really mad about it. And she like tries to drown him in the pool. Ooh. And then she bites the shit out of his neck. Hot. 
What's kind of is hot? this pool really murky or is that from It Follows? No, it's like it's gross. It's like it's an gross. abandoned pool. It's okay, like okay, somehow okay. like yeah. an, it almost was like sewer. Okay. Okay. And she has that like white dress. Yeah, she's in her yes. little palm dress. Yes, yes. She like flies and shit. Mm. So Anita and Jennifer finally face off against each other. And like Anita's like, you've always been a shitty friend, Ooh. like from the start. And uh one at one point Jennifer calls her Hannah Montana. So Good night. Mm-hmm. Very early 2000s. <laughs> I was shook. I said, damn. Who wrote this movie? Me? And um, <laughs> and so they're like fighting each other. And like Jennifer now has the ability to fly. And she's oh, like in her dress. That. And um, she goes, she goes, I'm now I'm going to fucking eat your soul to Anita. And she goes to like kill her. And very much like the little mermaid, Chip impales her. Oh. Just how Ursula dies for people who uh... haven't seen the little mermaid. Oh my god, is Jody Benson in the fucking studio right now? Did you hear that? That was actually control? good. It was on pitch. Or breath control? You still said breath control. Is it which one is it? Breath pitch. <laughs> breath control. Did you hear my breath control? I did. Thank it you. was really good. Sounds like birth control. Oh, kind of. Birth control. Mm. Breath control. Okay. Same thing if you think about it. Explain that logic. <laughs> well. Hmm. So uh, Jennifer ends up leaving. She's wounded, but obviously she can't die. She's a fucking demon. She's a demon. Oh, I I left this out, but Anita does a bunch of research, like in the school library, mm-hmm. and like she sees that <laughs> the only way for um a demon to die is if you stab it through the heart, very much like a vampire, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Slayer comes up later in the episode. Oh my God, love weird. That. Also, doing research for this, Diablo Cody wanted to do this, uh, wanted to make um, a Jennifer's Body TV show. Oh, shit. And they were like, no, like, the movie did so poorly. Like, why would we make that a TV show? Mm. She was like, have you heard of a little show called Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where the movie was totally canned, awful, people hated it, and the TV show was one of the most successful TV shows of all time. She's not wrong, sister. She's not. Sister Sarah killed that role. She did. Just saying. She really did. So um, Jennifer is back at home and Anita goes to kill her. She is full on revenge. She's dressed in black. Okay. So they have one last final face off. She's like flying in the room. They're on top of each other. Hot. It is. And Jennifer bites Anita. Like she like does like a little bite on her. But mm -mm. Anita's too quick. She has a box cutter and she stabs her through the heart. Oi. And Jennifer's dead. Oi. But then Jennifer's mom walks in the room <gasps> and she sees like her daughter dead with like her best friend on top and they start crying. And that's how Anita gets in the mental hospital. Good night. Good night indeed. Um Wow. So now we jump back forward. She's in the mental hospital and now she seems to have all of the powers that Jennifer has because the bite was able to transfer that and now <gasps> no. she's demon as well. Just like fucking Twilight. With Edward and Bella. Exactly. Wow. Twilight also comes up. Oh. Yeah. So when this movie... Well, let me finish this. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) she leaves. She has Jennifer's body. And she goes to... um, She escapes the mental hospital. She has, like, powers. She's super strong. So she, like, Mm -hmm. breaks out of there. And she goes to seek revenge on the rock band. Um and she goes to low like, shoulder low shoulder and she goes to kill all of the members <gasps> oh shit and that's how it ends oh my god so let me tell you wow the, the so the movie watching it now i think is so good it's so poignant to what's going on did you like it when you first saw it so i'm trying to remember i did i think i liked it too but i also just think i liked anything with amanda seyfried in it oh got it oh yeah that's right we were like big fans but i yeah. also don't like i think it was I don't know. I've always been really um, critical of movies, like really annoying. And so like, I like, I don't know now. I mean, but I've always like, I, I like, don't know like, what you're talking about. I like like high tier movies or whatever. Yeah, we know. And I maybe thought that like Jennifer's body was kind of dumb. Oh, got it. But I don't think I disliked it. But now, no, you know, but I also didn't pick up like all the like the social cues or yeah. whatever. And now like watching it, I'm like, wow, it's such a poignant, like brilliantly written movie, mm-hmm. especially for women. And I think that if it was released now, it would be such a fucking hit. It would be huge. And, you know, because now we don't even we don't treat our female stars like the way we treated them back in the day. Um, But the big problem for the marketing of this movie was the marketing team, like 
when they so when a movie gets made, um, anybody who's ever seen like a movie, um, an advanced screening of a oh, movie, yeah, um, a lot of the times you're for you afterwards, you have to write like a survey of what you liked about the movie, what you didn't like, what you would change. And I did that for um Transformers actually. Shut the mm-hmm. fuck up. Mm-hmm. How weird is that? Yeah, that is so crazy. Yeah. Okay, love that. Uh-huh. Well. You're the reason why Megan Fox is a star. Because mm-hmm. you wrote in your thing, like, perfect. She would play a great demon. I did. I said Megan Fox, 10 out of 10. <laughs> well, so a lot of the times when you do those types of things, they put you, like, in, like, groups. Um, Like, they want a specific, like, age group. So if, like, it's going to be a movie like this, they'll have primarily, like, teenagers go and see the movie. Okay. If it's, like, whatever. So the group for this was mostly teenage boys and that's how they marketed the movie and so like teenage boys were like we we need more boobs and like literally like that's like what the like the card said (sighs) and so obviously the studio was like oh yeah we need it's megan fox like we need to make it like more sexy more like which is so annoying and i think like if they had just like had a general audience see it i think it would have been a lot different but also i think it was too ahead of its time i agree um but yeah, that's Jennifer's body. That wow. was great. Love it. Oh, and it brought Twilight because they referred to this movie as the male Twilight. Oh. <laughs> Whoops, I didn't mean to do that. What? Whatever. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jennifer's body. Okay, Jennifer's body. Now let's get to Jennifer's review. <laughs> no, nobody can. Okay, so this Did is... Did we take our shot? Yeah, bitch. Should we take another one? Okay. Let's do another, another sister let's take shot. One on air. Yeah, let's do it. Oh fuck yeah! My bedroom is like a hundred feet away. You better do math. I don't know numbers. I'm a woman. Okay. <laughs> All we know is makeup in the kitchen. So we're taking a shot, guys. To whomst? To whomst? Who to should what? we make it out to? Eric, obviously. Let's do it to Eric. To Eric. Without you, this we'd podcast be nothing. would not stand. Cheers. Oh, 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 oh. Actually, that one went no. down a lot smoother. It's like a lord. That one did not. That one went down so bad. What? <coughs> what happened? <coughs> My oh. throat is on fire. This throat is on fire. fire Wait, are you gonna eat fire. like a? Do you want a cookie? Want a cookie? Wait. Mm, so moist. I think these are. <coughs> Fuck, bro. This chips. Oh, these are bomb. Do, oh my god. It's empty. <gasps> oh. Okay, everyone, shut the fuck up. We're starting this portion. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This is the true crime portion of Nightmares in Chill, where we take one. <laughs> what the fuck? Just kidding. Okay. This is the true crime portion. Uh-huh. So this crime, like I mentioned <laughs> Tell me about it, earlier. <laughs> this is so nasty. We okay. should not get drunk during the true crime no, but portions. It's, you're right. Okay. That's fucked up. Okay. I'm sober. Okay. So this is the true crime well, this is this, this is the story of Elise Poller. Okay. I thought you said Palmer. Poller. Oh. Poller. You I said did. Palmer in the beginning. Elise Poller. I'm sorry, Elise. So this is the tragic murder of Elise Poller. Okay. Elise, girl, I hope I do you justice. Your crime doesn't have a whole lot of info, but it does. It's a I don't know, but rest in peace, girl. Okay. I'm sorry. Truly. Okay. Here we go. On the night of July. 22nd 1995 a day before my fifth birthday okay might i add in the town of arroyo grande ariana grande no relation to ariana or the san luis obispo area elisa poller wished her parents a good night and headed off to her room to go to sleep or so they thought elise set up pillows on her bed to make it seem like she was sleeping but in reality she snuck out of her french doors of her bedroom Yeah. Oh, wait, her French doors? French doors. What's a French door? Those doors that... Like accordion style? No. Like they open... Yeah. Oh, like outward? I wouldn't Double know. Doors. I've never been to France. Bougie. Yes. <laughs> he brings it up any moment he can. This is my one year anniversary of being in we Paris. We know! Back to Elise Pollard. Okay. Elise was on her way to meet some boys. Okay. Mm. There's your problem, girl. Don't talk shit. This is a true crime idea. Oh, I know, but like... I get still. it, yeah. Joseph 
Fiorella, who was 14. Fiorella. Fiorella. Royce Casey, who was 16. And Jacob D. Lashmutt, 15. These are sounds. They're just sounds. Who offered her drugs and a night of just hanging out. What kind? We'll get to that later. Oh, shit. These three boys had something much more sinister planned for oh. Elise. Yeah. She met up with them in a eucalyptus grove where she assumed they would smoke some weed and have a good time. Just hanging out, kicking back, talking bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. the usual. Use. Unfortunately, the night did not end there. So here's some background info on the three boys that okay. I mentioned. So these guys, um, they did a lot of drugs, like speed, meth. They smoke weed, drink a lot of alcohol, and took acid. Oh, yeah. They skipped school all the time to the point where they pretty much dropped out. Yeah, like they were not involved. Yeah. Um, these three were also in a band called Hatred. Shut the fuck up. Edgy. Yeah, Hatred. The similarities, Jennifer's body is like, astronomical. Okay. You're going to see. It's a big word. They modeled themselves after the band Slayer. And dreamed of gaining the same success as Slayer. Don't we all? Anyways, these three boys, they also became Satanist. Okay. But their version of Satanism. Mm. And they joined a church of Satan. For those who don't really know. Yeah, it's like it's, really chill. It is. It's not what people They're think. They're all about like being open with like everyone. Yeah, it's not about sacrificing humans and doing all this shit. It, it's not. It's it's actually doesn't sound that bad, to be honest. There's a really good documentary called Hail Satan, I think on Hulu, if you want to get more information. It's really good. It gives you a good insight on the actual Church of Satan. It's not what people think. It's not bad. It's not this, like, nasty, death-ridden, like, cult. It's, I don't know. To me, it doesn't sound that bad. Yeah. That's just my opinion. So, they joined the Church of Satan as well. They purchased our membership, too. And you get a little card. You do. It's cute. This is very different from that, but yes. Oh, but you do if you want to join. Yes, you do. Uh, link in our bio, swipe up. Oh my God, they don't want us. <laughs> okay, so these three boys, they wanted their band to take off and they were willing to do anything to get there. Whoa. Very similar That's to Jennifer's body. I'm tripping. Mm-hmm. So they came up with a plan to sacrifice a virgin to Satan in Shut order. the fuck up. In order to improve their band, gain fame, and to receive power from the devil to help them play guitar better. Because mm. the devil is powerful. I, was gonna I say, guess he does all the that. The devil fucking shreds. Yeah, he shreds, bitch. Have you heard him play Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus? Uh-huh. Fucking. He kills kiss. it. Yep. He's a big Miley fan. He truly. So Elise in their eyes was the perfect sacrifice. She was blonde with blue eyes. And most importantly, she was, she was a, virgin. a virgin. Who can't Much drive. Much like Jennifer. Wow. Megan Fox is Jennifer. They believed that her murder would be the ultimate sin against God and grant them a ticket to hell, which they desperately wanted. At this point, man. I'm down. A ticket to hell does not sound bad. First class. Because we are living it, honey. We're living. Truly. Okay. So that night, they met in the eucalyptus field, like I mentioned. They smoke weed, and shortly after, Elise um, was strangled with a belt by Jacob. Oh, yeah. Then, Joseph stabbed her in the neck with a hunting knife, and after that, the other two took turns stabbing her. Oh, my God. In Jennifer's body, they stabbed her with a bowie knife. Oy. This part is really sad. This part, like, I got a little... It's really sad. While being stabbed, she was crying out for her mom. Oh, uh, that's fucked up. Yeah. Um, they stabbed her 12 times total. Jesus. The stab wounds, um, unfortunately were not fatal, which means that Elise died slowly by bleeding to death. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yes. Um, the three boys then took turns engaging in intercourse with Elise's lifeless body. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. This one's a little I hate that. Yeah. It's disgusting. Um, Elise's body would stay in that field for over... Eight months before oh being discovered. Oh my fucking god. And during this time, the three boys would return to have sex with her corpse. Are you fucking kidding me? I wish I was. Y'all are shook. That is so fucked up. It's very, it's very fucked up. Please tell me one of these boys died. Elisa's parents did report her missing, but due to Elisa's history of a little bit of drinking and drug use, police treated this as a runaway. But her parents knew something was up. They knew right. something wasn't right. They could just feel like something was wrong. This wasn't a runaway. Like right. they knew something happened to her. Um, word got out that she was missing and tips started flooding into the police station. Some said that they saw her, but they could never find her or prove that it was Elise. Mm-hmm. 
Elisa's body may have never been found if it wasn't for Royce Casey admitting to the crime eight months later. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Casey turned away from his old satanic ways and found God by becoming a Christian and felt compelled to tell police the details of Elisa's murder and who was all involved. But it's not that easy. Yeah. Along with giving them all the details, he showed them where they left her body as well. Casey also said that his two accomplices said there would be future victims. So they killed Elise, but their intent was to have more victims to, you know, more sacrifices to Satan to get their band the stardom they wanted, all of that. So Elise was not on just on the agenda. They had more victims in mind. Casey told police that they spent a month planning Elise's murder and would often listen to Slayer while doing so. Slayer plays a big part in this story unfortunately to me it's kind of similar to people blaming horror movies Mm -hmm. for like acts of violence when in reality like no right at least i i don't think so yeah like if you're that influenced by a movie or a band like that's yeah that's that's sad all other personal issues that you're going through Mm -hmm. so they actually attempted to kill elise once before with another boy who didn't have an actual part or didn't have any part in her actual murder. Um, they handed him a knife and told him to stab her while she was walking with them near a ravine. Oh, shit. So they've had their eye on Elise for a while. They tried killing her once before, like I just said. But the boy, luckily at that time, he chickened out. And Elise thought it was just a joke. Like she saw him with the knife. She saw he was going to try to stab her with it. But she saw it as a prank and didn't mm-hmm. take it seriously so unfortunately you know as we know like she did eventually get she got right. murdered but at the time she didn't take it seriously didn't call the police didn't tell her parents she thought it was a simple joke so after Casey's interrogation the two other boys involved were arrested oh wow after speaking to the boys it was clear that fiorella had introduced the idea of satanism to the others so jacob said this is a direct quote It was harmless at first. We used to smoke weed, play guitar, kick it. I was just into heavy metal music. Fiorella then asked Delashma if he would be down for sacrificing or whatever a virgin. I didn't take it seriously. I just said whatever. So sad. You can just see the maturity level. They're all 14, 15, 16. Your brain's not fully developed. You're you're so young. What grade were they in? Well, they're 14, 14. 15, 6, so high. That sucks. They're they're babies. Like, they're babies. Yeah. So after the investigation and interrogations, all three pleaded no contest. Do you know what that means? No, but explain it. They accept a conviction, but they do not plead or admit um, guilt to the crime. So, like, they're like, you know, we didn't do it, but we'll take the punishment? Pretty much. Okay. Yes. And they were all given a sentence of 25 to life. 25 to life. Which you learned. Which we know now. A life sentence is not a life sentence. Yes. Do you want to? Where'd you learn that? TikTok. Wait, I did learn it on TikTok. Mm, that's cute. Okay. I was shook. So they were sent to three separate facilities in California. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> so fast forward to 1996. A good year. Elisa's parents tried following a lawsuit against a band Slayer who they claim helped or instructed the boys to commit this crime. The case was tossed out of court with the judge saying there's not a legal position that could be taken that would make Slayer responsible for the girl's death. Where do you draw the line? You might as well start looking through the library every book on this shelf, which that last part I don't really understand, but okay. Saying like... You know, if we're going to blame like anywhere. a band, then like we need to take off any book that mentions murder okay. or something like that. You're right. You're right. You're right. So they try going after Slayer again after the first unsuccessful. So the parents are trying to, to sue blame, Slayer? Yes. They're trying to blame Slayer for this murder. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Which, yes. But I get it. At that point, we'll like when your later, but yeah, daughter absolutely. is gone, like you want to try every extremity to absolutely, find yeah. justice. Yeah. So like I said, they would after Slayer again. But were again unsuccessful. Their lawyer said none of the vicious crimes committed against Elise Pollard would have occurred without the intentional marketing strategy of the band Slayer. Which mm, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't agree that. with that. Which the judge said to that, I do not consider Slayer's music obscene, indecent, or harmful. 
Slayer's lawyer then said, "This the ruling is a statement that the First Amendment is still alive and well. So the First Amendment pretty much like right, covered Slayer's asses. Mm. Yeah. So basically her parents failed Which to Which is freedom prove- of speech for people who yes, I should didn't have said go to that. first grade. School. Thank mm-hmm. you. So basically her parents failed to prove that Slayer's music and the music industry's marketing of, quote, death metal music to young people violated California law. So me personally, I don't think Slayer is responsible for no, this. No, absolutely but not. But I'm also not going to shit on the parents for blaming them yeah. either because I don't know what it feels to lose a child. Exactly. I don't know how I would react if to- my child was murdered like at this point if you're trying to find justice you want to like you're gonna pull all the cards absolutely so i do not blame the parents for looking there um it's not my place to say anything i'm not a parent i don't have any kids so i i don't know what that feels like yeah so i i'm not gonna say they're wrong for doing that because i think if i was a parent i'd be like no let's find out where the fuck like why this happened you know so i'm not gonna say any like it's not my place yeah yeah, no for sure yeah totally so the three boys did blame Slayer as a motivation behind this crime, but years after sitting in prison, Casey said that Fiorella was a true mastermind behind the crime, not Slayer. Okay. As one would, you know. Yes, I agree. You're not wrong. He was quoted as saying, The music is destructive. That's not why Elise was murdered. She was murdered because Joe was obsessed with her and obsessed with killing her. So there's some insight into right. Joe's mind and how the boys really saw everything. And like the fact that they, this wasn't like a first attempt either. Correct. You you're, know? Yep. You're very right. Fiorella spoke about Slayer and said, it gets inside your head. It's almost embarrassing that I was so influenced by this music. So he himself admits that like, it's. Right. If you're that, how do you say it? Like influenced or pressured by a movie music it's kind of sad well it's also like the whole take that like parents like when it like especially back in the day like with britney spears and how they're like oh man like we don't want like our kids listening to that music because they're influenced by it like that is a responsibility on the parent that is yes. not a responsibility on the music artist. That's they're not to blame. Another podcast did say that too. They said that where were the parents when like Slayer was playing? Turn the fucking turn it off. Turn it off. If you don't approve of it, turn it off. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying Slayer is a bad band that their music is not. horrible. I'm not. I'm not. They're very successful for a fucking reason. Slayer is Slayer. They're fucking they're right. iconic in their genre for a fucking reason. I'm not blaming them at all for this. And I agree. They should not have been blamed for this. No. For what? No, absolutely yeah, fucking not. It always comes down to the it's parents. Like, yeah, blame. it's the parents. Like, where, if you what want to f- monitor what your children are listening to or what they're watching. Or that's what they're on, fucking doing. Your kids are doing that's on fucking acid you. at 14 years old. I that's on you, boo-boo. I was a huge Britney Spears fan. You don't see me dancing naked to a, with a snake. Or with a little schoolgirl outfit on. We well, don't. I did do that. Oh. But that's not on my parents. That's Correct. on me. And Correct. that's on them teaching me, like, okay, you can do that, but don't, like, do that. You know, you can't do that stuff Correct. in public or whatever. It's just like when, like, a dog is really bad. You can't blame them. It's the owner. I agree. Just saying. Or even kids. Or kids. When a kid's really bad, I don't blame the kid. It's the, it's it's the, the parents. parents. When a kid's screaming in a store, not their fault. It's their parents. So basically, fuck you, parents. You ain't shit, bitch. Once again, my dad likes this podcast. <laughs> Hi, dad. You're sh- you are the shit, sir. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Back to the podcast and this. So. All right. Giggles McGee. Keep it down, y'all. We can hear you in the mics. So the DA filed a motion for restitutions to be paid to the family due to Elise's father's lost wages during the time of the trials. Restitution was included in the sentences of Casey and Delashmut. Okay. Delashmut. It was not included for Fiorella, but restitution till this day has not been collected from any of them. How sad, huh? That is so sad. It is. Elise's this dad. This was 1995? Yes. Elise's dad said that prior to his daughter's murder, he was making between seventy-five thousand to one hundred and twenty thousand a year as a general contractor. Oh shit! Yeah, oh shit, he got money. Yeah, after the murder, he was unable to keep working and lost out on five hundred and twenty thousand dollars in profit from a project he was working on. Wow. He says so. He said so with no income. Um, they the family went on welfare and the family lost their home. How sad, right? 
The after effects of his daughter's murder caused further incidents to occur. In 2014, he was involved in a road rate incident, incident where he followed a car that had cut him off and he pulled the driver out by his shirt. Oh, yeah. So I guess before this, he was not known as an angry person. He was so like total you right. know, 360. He was charged with battery, but ended up paying a $500 fine and was ordered to take anger management classes. Now, so updates on those three assholes yeah. responsible for this tragedy. So Casey was up for parole in 2016, oh um, but was denied. Okay, good. Fiorella was up for parole this year in June. Okay. Denied. Yep. And there's no information on Delashmut. Really? Yeah. I wonder why. Me, I don't know. But I looked and there's nothing. But yeah, that is the sad story of Elise Pollard. Until this day, um, Slayer has still been found not guilty of anything. Did they ever comment on it? Slayer? Mm-hmm. I looked. It looks like it looks like their lawyers pretty right, much spoke like for, them. for yeah, them. Yeah, but till this day, yeah, Slayer is not responsible for this in any way. Um, but that concludes the story of that is Elise so Pollard. sad. Very similar, Jennifer's body. Yeah, that's crazy. Like yeah. the things that were taken from it. Yeah, but so also I guess it's also like how many times this has probably happened to girls. Yeah, so we can't like even pinpoint like a one specific time that this has happened. Yeah. That is sad. so sad. Yeah. I Damn. hope you enjoyed that. I'm sorry. No, I definitely enjoyed it, but it was sad. This was I think this is probably one of the rougher true crimes that we've covered. That I was agree. fucked up. I agree. Jesus. So Eddie. Yes. I have a little um to kind of like wrap things up on a more yes. positive note. So let's bring it back up. I have a little um quiz for you. Oh man, I love a quiz. Wow, I love this that you have a quiz for yeah. moi. I do. So this is the quiz titled, Which Jennifer's Body Character Are You? Bitch, who do you think I am? I don't want to comment. <laughs> are you ready? Okay, let's do it. Okay. If you had to choose what type of gir- guy slash girl, what would it be? If you had to choose what type of guy slash girl, what would it be? That's a weird way to say that. If okay. I had to. It says literally, if you had to choose one, oh, one type of guy slash girl, what oh, like would it be? to be with? I guess, yeah. Okay, okay. ready? Mm-hmm. Salty band member, any or any other guy that wants me, and winky face. I, I didn't bring it up, but salty is what is the um the adjective that Jennifer describes, like the like something cool or whatever. She'll oh, be like, cute. oh, that's salty, oh, which I was like, oh, that's love. like us with spicy. Oh, she's us. Okay, so sweet, nice kid from the school band. Absolutely not. Sweet girl or guy that is caring and will put up with pretty much anyone. No. Any version that I can sacrifice to Satan. Mm-hmm. The Dead Girls or Jennifer, the band. The Dead Girls? The Dead Girls, comma, or Jennifer. I'll choose that one. That one? Okay. I love me a dead bitch. Okay, next. What interests you? Cheerleading. Reading, studying, being my nerdy self. The school band. I play the drum. Music. I'm in a band. Chains and Black. Okay, hot topic. Okay. The band. I love Low, low Shoulder. Oh, I do love me some low shoulder. Um, I think I would be like nerdy, like reading and stuff like okay, that. Okay, I agree. Question three. What kind of music do you like? Oh, God. Sometimes indie rock and pop. True. Anything. True. Some rock. Music my band plays, indie rock. Dark, depressing, or hardcore punk. Low shoulder, indie. Um, what was the first one? Sometimes indie rock and pop. Yeah, that one. Okay. Question four. What are you in school? Oh, Preppy cheerleader, popular, nerdy with friends, band geek. I'm not in high school anymore. I just graduated. Goth, emo kid, had a few friends, but they're just like me. I'm overly obsessive. I mean, true. I think I was like nerdy, but I had some friends. Okay, perf. Number five. Do you like this quiz? Eh, it's okay. <laughs> but is it like me? Yeah. It was okay. Who wrote those? Yeah, I guess so. Not really. Nope. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. <laughs> Your results are calculated. Oh my god, that was so quick. Which How are they gonna get body that? character are you? I fucking it got says Anita. Needy. The nerdy <laughs> the nerdy best friend of Jennifer who eventually finds out her secret. Fucking true. And did I not find out your secret, bitch? What's my secret? <laughs> 
TBD. Wait, what is it? I don't know. Oh, this but yeah. podcast. You're Amanda. Honestly, <laughs> love that for me. A yeah, that makes sense. It does. I definitely watching the movie too was like, I'm definitely that bitch. Yep. I yeah. And with that, Eddie. That concludes another very successful, highly acclaimed, highly requested, highly listened episode of the spooky podcast, Nightmares and Chill. Nightmares and Chill. That breath control, honey. 10 out of 10. Wait, we need to talk about Doja Cat's um, latest video. If you... Go ahead, Eddie. Bitch, if you are a fucking fan... Of music expertise. Bitch, I fucking died. Doja Cat did a fucking performance on what was it? Like the fucking European. What is that? Was it European music video? Music awards? Yes. Whoa. Bitch. Doja Cat fucking performed Say So. Which, you know, Say So, we all know it's very popular. You gotta keep a focus. That song. Mm-hmm. We all heard it, but she performed it in a fucking like, like early 2000s yeah, it was rock. Bitch. It was like Evanescence meets The Ring. Yeah, meets fucking like Wizard uh, of Oz with the flowers. Yeah. It was everything and a half. Do yourself a fucking favor and listen to this and go watch, go watch the, go music watch video. the performance. Doja Cat, if you're listening, I know you're a big fan girl. Doja Cat, we, we love, love you. you. I think you and I'd be great friends. Please do an episode of the podcast. I Can would you fucking imagine? I would fucking die. I want to be in her this little friend. fucking RV right now. I want to be her friend so fucking badly. It's not even cute. Yeah, that'd be fucking sick. <sighs> Anyways, go watch that, guys. Yes. And then if you're not already, please follow us on Instagram at Nightmares and Chill. You can follow us there. You can follow us on Twitter at Nightmares Chill. Jennifer, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Jennifer X Proles. You can find me everywhere on Disnerd Eddie at Disnerd Eddie. <laughs> and also, please, guys, if you have any recommendations of movies that you want covered, of true crimes that you just can't wait to be told by Jennifer, or um, any like spooky stories that you have, please email nightmaresandchill at gmail.com. Okay, Europe. Okay, Europe. But as always, thank you for listening. Stay spooky. Stay, Stay spicy. spicy. Love you, bitch. Pieces <sighs> of Jennifer's body. Pieces of Jennifer's body. Pieces of Jennifer's body. Okay.